Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids presents... Hello, is anybody here from Wales? Don't answer that, I don't care. Thanks to Tyrion, age nine, for that intro. Is there anyone here from Wales today? Uh, anyone? Or from the giant sea mammal whale? Any of you from inside a giant whale? Yes. Yes, one yeah, person. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Anyone from the sound of whaling? General just, ah, anyone? Uh, yeah, that was the very first thing I ever said, so uh, yes. Amazing. There we go. Well, um, good. Well, uh, there you go. It was worth listening, but uh, thank you, Tyrion, anyway, for that fantastic intro. Um, hello and welcome to Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast and the only podcast filled with silliness that is absolutely suitable for everyone from six years old all the way to 99. If you are 100 years old, this is not for you. This show is not for you. Go listen to other podcasts. I'm sick of all you 100 years old people trying to listen into our stuff. You've had a century of stuff to listen to. Stop it. Get off our podcast. Um, Sorry. I am your host and bearded child, Tin and Duyeb, which also, coincidentally, is Swedish for not now, I'm eating pickles. I have uh, two special guests with me today, as you can hear, in the studio, and they're going to be helping me tackle some of the world's most important topics and questions that you, the listening audience, have sent in for us to discuss. Uh, so, welcome to the show. Firstly, flip charter extraordinaire, Beck Hill. Hello. How are you, Beck? I'm very well. I'm very, very well. F- flipping and charting. Oh, good. Both at the same time? Sometimes <laughs> yeah. just one? or the other or uh, oh well if you flip too much then um, then you have to flop back oh no yeah. and then you become a shoe for the beach that's right yeah yeah that's pretty tricky I, I should explain to anyone listening my flip charts are a lot like big picture books I'm not I'm not a boring person with with spreadsheets and things. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you don't just turn up to comedy clubs and tell people this is how your business could do better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think a lot of kids would benefit from that. Yeah, if you've got a business idea, why don't you get in touch and I'll work out how we can make it happen. <laughs> we'll turn up and do some flip charting. Um, Beck, as this obviously is our first ever uh, audio venture as Comedy Club for Kids, um, you could do special things with an audio venture that you can't do with other things on the mm. podcast. Uh, do you have a favourite noise? Uh, I, I do, yeah, actually. You do? I discovered this by accident, but I have to stand up to do it. Right, so I've, got, I've still got my mouth for the microphone. Okay, here we go. You ready? So, standing up. All right. <laughs> that was amazing and uh, i just need to ask how did you discover that by accident um i was running and uh and then i thought i'll, I'll make a noise and see how this affects it and that, that's what happened that is brilliant <laughs> then i laugh for about 12 days well, well done. That is a beautiful discovery. And uh, now you've shared it with everyone. Thank you very much. Um, also, I've got a, a bio uh, for you here. I've been sent these special fat bios for uh, Radio Nonsense. Uh, and it says here that you like to take whisks and that you're a definite whisk taker. Is that true? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very whisky business what I do. <laughs> Yeah, um, and that is why I'm not allowed back at chef school anymore. Unbelievable. Too whisky. 
Two whiskey for chef school. That's what I've heard about you. That's what it says on your posters. Um, also, as well as the wonderful Beck Hill, we have got music emitter Jay Foreman. Hello. Uh, hello, Jay. I've never been called an emitter before. I like it. Haven't you? You do emit music, though, don't you? I suppose I do. Yeah. I, I emit... We all do, if you count farts as... <laughs> oh, wait, Amber, if we're all music... Well, then, then you should be a professional music emitter. I'm a professional emitter. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, that's pretty good. And, and how are you today, Jay? I'm very well, thank you. I had, a, I had a custard cream just before coming in this room, so I'm in a much better mood than I I was about 20 minutes ago. That's amazing. Are you, do you prefer the standard custard cream or you're a bourbon man? Um, how many different varieties of custard cream are there? I don't know. I thought there was only the one. I always want to know why there's tiny holes in the top of them. Um, that's where they get the goodness in. Is it? Do yeah. they put it in the tiny... So it's not for, like, really small straws for insects? No, no, if there were no holes, uh, there'd be nothing inside it at all. Oh I assume goodness. that's how it works. I've not watched the How It's Made video yet. You are so I'm confused by custard creams because they're, they're biscuits... They're neither custard nor cream. There's some filling in there, but it's mainly biscuit. See, also, the Jaffa Cakes, the very best biscuits, like to pretend they're not biscuits, and then they sneak up on you as biscuits. Mm. It's a whole world of surprise. Ninja biscuits. Ninja biscuits. It's one of the many food items with a completely confusing name, like grapefruit. Yeah. Yeah. By adding fruit to a grape, it becomes a thing that's not a grape anymore, but it's still a fruit. Who made those rules? Ah, my brains! Just fell out. The world is a difficult place to, to navigate sometimes. And don't get me started on the breakfast cereal called Grape Nuts, which is neither. Oh, my goodness. And not even related to grapefruits. Exactly. And then poor old grapes, at the beginning of it all, not able to take any of the credit. Well, I've already started writing a strongly worded letter to my Member of Parliament to get this sorted. Fantastic. I look forward I look forward to you beginning a protest that will march on Downing Street with a pack of grape nuts, <laughs> a grapefruit and some grapes and go, what is going on? <laughs> this um, is the real politics. <laughs> Jay, uh, before, I mean, obviously that's some very seriously important stuff, but other important stuff... Do you have a favourite noise? I do. I've got a favourite noise, and I've discovered that I can make two noises at once. What? This is my... I hope it works. This is my two noises at once. Oh! I'm both whistling and humming at the same time. Yeah, you sound like a didgeridoo. Thank you. Yeah, that is quite amazing. It it, it sounds a lot like something's going to malfunction and explode. I can only do that noise for a few seconds, and then I have to wait and, you know, can't do it again till tomorrow. Yeah, right, if you sure. do that on a plane, they'll panic and land <laughs> the plane early. Yeah, it's a bit sci-fi, isn't it? I expect to hear that in a sci-fi film and then something will explode and then everyone will get eaten by an alien. That's good. It was excellent noise. Thank you, Jay. Um, and also, obviously, uh, I've got my special fact sheet for you as well. Uh, and it says on here, um, fascinating fact, actually, uh, it says that you were raised by eggs. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I remember I was the only one at my school that was raised by eggs. I used to come home from school and I'd say, Mum, 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 for days on end. It's amazing I grew up at all. <laughs> well, well done. You've done very well, Thank indeed, very for a, a child raised by eggs. Um, well, fantastic. So we've got Jay and Beck in the studio. Um, and uh, to make sure this show is absolutely suitable for everyone except a 100-year-old. Seriously, stop listening. Go away and just tell people about the war. I don't even care which one. Stop it. Stop listening to this. Um, to make sure that this show is suitable for everyone, uh, what rude word will you not be saying today, Beck? Bottom plop. Ooh, good rude word to avoid saying. It's hugely yeah, rude. Yeah, you can't call anyone a bottom plop because it's very offensive. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. good. Well, well done on not saying it uh, once and definitely not saying it twice. Yeah, I won't call you a bottom plop. I won't call Jay a bottom plop. It's not happening. This is good. I Family respect friendly. you two too much. Thank you To very say much, the word bottom plop. I am honoured. I'm honoured. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and Jay, what about you? I'm going to make very carefully sure not to say the word super bogey. Whoa. Yeah, I can say regular bogey. But yeah. super bogey's much worse. No, so no. that's why I've got it written down on a great big piece of paper on my forehead uh, to remind me not to say it. 
Fantastic. Thank you, In fact, you, uh, if the two of you could just occasionally say Super Bogey to me, just so that I remember not to say it then, we'll all be nice and clean. So we, we should try to be careful to not say Super Bogey so you will not remember to not say it. Precisely. Fantastic. Super Bogey. Oh. Brilliant. Well... Thank you for your caution, Jay. It's hugely appreciated. Uh, and I will most certainly not be saying fart baguette. Uh, I'm not going to say fart baguette uh, even once on this show. Uh, so not at all. Just to make sure that this is absolutely 100% family-friendly uh, podcasting in action. Radio nonsense. Right, uh, as mentioned before, um, for every single one of these podcasts, I would absolutely love it if you listeners sent in some topics for us to discuss, um, as well as an intro line, as I read out before, a goodbye, and some of your favourite made-up jokes. But I want you to do that because I want you all to be as involved with this show as we are. But there will be details at the end of the show as to how to submit ideas. But for this first show, I asked for topics from some of these small people that I know, and they gave us some brilliant subjects that really need important answers right now, because they're really important. So, the first topic, Jay and Beck, I hope you're ready... Mm-hmm. Uh, April, age six, has asked for your wisdom on wobbly teeth and, importantly, she put in brackets, what if other parts of your body fell off and regrew? So, uh, Jay, let's start with you. Mm. Have you ever had any other body parts fall off and then regrow? No, but I once, uh, a friend of mine at school, he once told me that his eye fell out and that he had to go to hospital to get it squeezed back in, which is one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. That's horrible. But is that just out of respect? Did you ever have anyone at your school who said that as well? No. Because I had someone at my school who said that, and he also swore that he could take his eye out with a spoon, but never really? wanted to show anyone. Did you oh. go to the same school as me? Maybe I did. Because maybe it's just this one kid who's telling everybody. I, I sat behind you the whole there. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought maybe there was a kid in every school who swears they can take their eye out, and somewhere in the world maybe there exists that actual kid. And now he's a pirate. Oh wow. Yeah. But is he only a part-time pirate? Surely he then puts it back in for, like, weekends yeah. or... Like that, just yeah. puts it back in. Also, when he takes his eye out, does the eye still function? Can it still sort of move oh. around and look around the room while he's holding it in his thumb and his finger? Let's just do a little note to kids at home. Please don't try taking out your eyes. <laughs> Definitely screen. don't try to take your eyes out. It's not wise. Um, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be very nice. Well, your eye would get really cold, I think. Oh, like, yeah. Eyes are quite snug where they are, aren't they? You know? I, I'm happy with mine where they are. I, you know, no plans on moving them. Yeah. Similarly, kids, if your eye has already come out by accident, don't try and push it back in yourself. You do need a doctor to help you with that as well. Because you'll get it the wrong way round, and then you won't see outside. You'll just see the inside of your skull. It'll be very dark and boring. (laughs) Beck, do you think... I'm going to quickly move on. Um, The teeth wobble and fall out because Mm. they're your baby teeth, and then they grow into your adult teeth. How, like, do you think it would be better if, say, at the age of six or seven, like your arm fell off and then you grew an adult arm? Well, actually, it's funny you should bring this up because when my brother was five or four or five, he got pins and needles in his feet, you know, when they go numb. And he was like, I can't feel my feet. And he started, like, freaking out because he didn't know what was happening. And I told him it was because his adult feet were getting ready to grow through. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was really sad at that. Yeah, it was really mean of me. That would be but terrifying. But can you imagine... Yeah, or if you you know when you sit on the toilet and your bum goes numb if you sit on there for too long, then if your bum just fell off, you just grew a new bum. <laughs> if it does, to... at least you're in the best place for it. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But, or but... you could keep it, use it as a pillow. Mm-hmm. Would you have to remove it like you remove a wobbly teeth? Like, would your bum get wobbly and then you're like your mum or dad would have to tie a bit of string around it? Yeah. And then try and pull your bum off. And then you put it under the pillow and the bum fairy comes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And what would the bum fairy give you? More importantly, what sort of noise would the bum fairy make as she comes flying in through the window? 
Here she is. Yeah. Or is it the Dawn Chorus? That's beautiful. Did you ever have any inventive ways of getting rid of wobbly teeth when you were a kid? No, I think I was quite lucky. My teeth just sort of fell out. Um, <laughs> Did you they just never grow back yet? No. <laughs> were they just hugely unclean? I'm almost due to the second stage of teeth falling out. That's how old I feel. Oh, no. Did that... you know that sharks' teeth continually fall out and come back? They don't have just adult teeth. They just they, Every time they lose a tooth, they get a new teeth. Oh, really? Yeah, so there's and like kangaroos, a... too. Wow. Does, that, does this mean that there is a kangaroo and a shark tooth fairy? Yes. And they're, it's very lucrative. Yeah, they must be mega rich. But also, I think there must be a nice moment. So say if you were to be attacked by a shark and it bit you, if you timed it well, they could bite you just as all their teeth were falling out. And then you just get lovingly gummed. Oh. And you just have a shark And you'd be like, oh. And you get to keep all tickles. the teeth. Jewelry. Yeah. Uh, or give them to the shark tooth fairy. Make some, make some shark money. There you go. Did you have? Did you have all your teeth fall out at once, like a shark? Or uh... no? Can you imagine if ever, all your teeth, if all your baby teeth fell out at the same time? No, I mine mine took took their turns. Um, I actually broke my my bottom tooth is broken. It was an adult tooth, and uh, and broke it in a. I was fighting my brother. Oh no! What, it was my fault as well. I'd I'd uh, provoked him. And what did he do to break it? So I we, we were sitting on the couch, and you know when you're sitting on the couch with a brother or sister, and they're not allowed on your side of the couch, and I kept putting my legs over my brother's side of the couch, and he kept pushing my legs back at me, and then I would kick them out more violently, and then he would push them back at me more violently. And then I lay my legs across him and he said, get off me! And he pushed my foot back and my knee came up and I kneed myself in the jaw and my I broke my bottom tooth on my top tooth. That's how strong Ooh. my top teeth are. Yeah. I mean, the fact so. is that you, you took out your own tooth, which is one of the toughest things I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah. I, I once chipped a tooth by trying to... I was in the car and I needed to sneeze. And I thought, well, I've got to make absolutely sure I don't sneeze inside the car because otherwise it's going to, you know, it might go everywhere. So I wound the window <laughs> down and leaned my head out of the window. But I didn't, I didn't put the window down quite far enough. And I sneezed with quite some vigour. And uh, my tooth landed smack on the glass. It was horrible. The, the strangest oh. thing was that, that it didn't hurt. It means that my tooth must have been really strong. But then I sort of felt it with my thumb like, yeah, that, that didn't used to be that strangely sharp shape. Ooh. And did the glass shatter and you realise that you had super strong teeth? Oh, I wish. <laughs> or if I'd done a really very quick swap job and I got big glass teeth the size of car windows. That'd be amazing. But then if you ever bit your tongue, that would be horrific. Ow. Yeah. I've done, I could defend myself, though. You I've could. done that sort of sneeze where you sneeze way harder than you were expecting. Yeah. And then, and then you do that. So if you're holding something and you bring your hand up so it's like a fist to <laughs> catch the sneeze... And I did that once, and I sneezed so hard that I ended up accidentally punching myself in the nose. You seem to have a habit of injuring yourself. Yeah, yeah. So the lesson here is don't punch yourself in the face and don't don't put your legs on the, the sibling side of the couch. Yeah, don't punch yourself in the face, don't knee yourself in the face, uh, don't try and take your own eyeball out with a spoon. I feel like we're giving a lot of useful <laughs> advice to children here. When, uh, when I was in junior school, my two friends, Eddie and Lewis, who were twins, uh, Lewis lost uh, one of his teeth because um, him and Eddie were trying to see... They thought of a fun game where Eddie would put on an American football helmet and run into his brother, uh, <laughs> run into his brother's face because they wanted to see how much each other could take it. And it turned out they couldn't take it at all. Uh, and Lewis uh, lost a couple of teeth, which is... Um, but it's a good way. You, you have to test things in a sort of very scientific way like that. I mean, now they've got definitive proof that you shouldn't ever do that so 
Fair play. Well done, Eddie and Lewis. That was, it was good times. Um, <laughs> I've got one teeth that's never grown because uh, you can see that. It's an adult teeth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It just doesn't want to grow. It's still in my garment. It doesn't uh, want for, to come for out. The listeners oh, at home, I'm sleeping in. <laughs> for the listeners at home, just to explain, um, there's a gap where a tooth should be. Mm. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I want it to come out. I've tried to lure it out by going, there's a really exciting world out there. You Have you tried f- hanging upside down? No, I haven't. Maybe I should do that. Because some people, like, uh, when people lose their hair, they like to hang upside down on a towel rail to see if the gravity helps their hair come out. Um, I don't know if that works, but maybe it'll work with, with your tooth. Which actually brings me back to the original uh, topic. Do you think that if, if your hair falls out, obviously some people have their hair fall out and then it, it doesn't grow back, mm. but do you think if your hair wobbled before it fell out that you might get new hair? If it did, would it make a rustling sound? I suppose it would have to, because my hair wobbles in the wind all the time. Maybe that's why people with no hair, it just means all their, they lost their baby hair and their adult hair. <laughs> Whereas, wow. whereas everyone else is maybe still... They've lost their baby hair, but they've still got their... We sort of hair. need a third stage of teeth, don't we, for, uh, for the 100-year-old listeners who need, need to stop Get it. Get off! For them, but then maybe we need, like, a, a, an extra set of, like, an old, old teeth and old hair that just comes in at the last bit. Yeah, well, really but fancy it should be shapes. really fun, because where, when you're old, you need, you need something to cheer you up, I think, sometimes. Exactly. So, Every time you get old people that have little teeth in a jar beside their bed you know oh, yeah. standard dentures they're always really boring and they always sell them as being they look really realistic just like normal teeth but surely if you're old enough that you get to have your pick of whatever designer teeth you want they should be rainbow colored or yeah, like glitter you know, yeah yeah absolutely or like all look like different tiny animals so you've got like a, <laughs> a lion next to a hippo next to a slightly long giraffe tooth or... do you mean yeah. you have like the teeth of a lion or instead of teeth there'd be little lions in your yeah. mouth yeah yeah yeah. So you can collect them all, like Pokemon. Oh my. <laughs> this is brilliant. Um, any of the 100 year old listeners who are listening, if you'd like to in, uh, you know, talk to us about that, we can probably work together in some I'll come and do a some... business package on my flip chart. You can do Put a your regular teeth in first so that we can understand you. It's been yes. brilliant. I feel like we've covered that subject enough. Um, April, hopefully now you know all about what might happen if other parts of your body wobbled uh, before they fell off and regrew. Now, another topic must be answered this very instant. Uh, And this topic is from Laurel, age six. And the topic is simply toilets. There's no question about it. It's just toilets. And so I suppose... Is that the question, just the word toilets with a a question mark? No, it didn't even have a question mark. It was just toilets. (laughs) It's just a Just a statement toilet. So I suppose the question I would like to ask, um, Beck, are you a fan of toilets? I am such a big fan of toilets. Without them... I'd be in trouble. I'd, I'd have a very mucky bath if I didn't have a toilet. <laughs> That's disgusting. My, uh, I, this is actually true. Um, outside my flat, we have a toilet outside where the on the little steps um, where all our little tomato plants and stuff are. And the boring answer to that is that uh, my husband is writing a play that uses a, a prop toilet, and he found a toilet on the side of the street, and so he's kept it there because we don't have room in our flat for it. But I, I like to think that when people walk past, they go, wow, how rich are those people? They've got two toilets. <laughs> I think if you you should make a little sign, like just like a, for a bus stop, but like a toilet stop in case anyone passing just needs a quick wee or poo. Yes, yeah. Well, how yeah. long has it been there? Because it's surprising that no one's done that already. Well, it is, it's up some steps, so you'd have oh, to well. be really willing. I wondered if maybe it was the other way around. Your husband found a toilet outside the house and goes, hey, that's a great idea for a play. <laughs> It's and the play is just called would. The Lonely Toilet. <laughs> oh, that's very sad. We adopted it. Yeah, because the outside loos used to be a big thing, didn't they, in the in the olden days, where you'd have to go outside to the lavatory. I mean, it'd be in, like, a little cabin. Like a little shed. I think mm, it used yeah. to be a luxury that your toilet was indoors. Ah. I suppose it was still sort of indoors, just in its own sort of cold... 
horrible shed. But maybe we should have some more, just a general outdoor toilet. Do you think that would work, like in the middle of a field or maybe in a park? Yeah, Scenic definitely. toilets. In Australia, uh, when you go camping, I don't know if you have them here, we call them long drops. And they're, they're, they're very, very basic toilets, but they, they are what they sound like. So you lift up the lid and there's just a very big hole that smells <laughs> a very big, like a big enough hole that you could, you know, abseil down there with a little caving helmet. And it smells so much. And I remember camping and there'd always be someone who'd drop their torch down there or something. So if you open up the lid, you'd just see this... It's poor torch as it slowly lost its battery. <laughs> oh, that's too And where, where do, like, how far, you said it goes down pretty far. Like, does it go to the centre of the earth and essentially it just burns all the poo? Or, <laughs> like, where, where does it, how yeah, far? Yeah, if you feel the ground rumbling, get off the toilet! <laughs> I mean, could you essentially build a hole deep enough that it comes out on the other side of the earth and then when you poo in it, somebody in here in England, like, gets hit in the face by a poo? There's only one way to find out. Yes. Get only if guys. they're looking at the hole. <laughs> Otherwise, it would just hit them in the bottom if there was if there were two toilets connected. Yes. Oh, that would be horrible, wouldn't it? It'd be like poo swapping. <laughs> Can we do a quick poo swap? Like a pen pal, poo pal. Oh, oh that would be horrible. But then you could attach <laughs> messages to your poo and say like, "Dear Stephen, how are you? I hope your family are well. I have been pooping in this hole today." That should then... be the homework for this for this episode. Is that write a little letter to your poo on your toilet paper. And then flush it down. That is. And then wait to see if it replies. There is a website. This is completely real. It's called trackmypoo.com. And it's supposed to be there to teach you about sewage and exactly where all the pipes go in your local area. But basically, you press the button for when you go to the toilet and then you can see on the map. You can see exactly where your poo's going. And you can follow it on its journey from the toilet to the to the pipes, to the reservoir, to um, the toilet in Australia at the other end. That's amazing. Because, you know, like, over Christmas you can track where Santa's travelling oh, yeah. to. And I wonder if you if you could track Santa's poo at the same time and see if they're making sort of equidistant journeys. I mean, yeah. he, must, he must get through quite a lot of pooing on that busy day. Yeah, and he has a lot of mince pies as well. Yeah. Mm. So there's a lot of poo, because they're quite stodgy. They cause specific poos, those mince pies. Let's yeah. say on average he has to go to the toilet after about 24 mince pies. Well, that's millions of trips to the toilet. Wow. Have you ever used one of those Japanese toilets, the fancy ones? Yes, yes. And I, I was going to ask about that, actually, because I, well, I, I, before I came to that, I should have asked you, Joe, if you had any favourite toilets. Favourite toilets? Any favourite ones. My grandma's toilet used to make a really satisfying flush noise. That like, I've been trying to find and recreate, but I guess it's uh, it's only in my memory now. How, why was it so satisfying? <laughs> it had this wonderful echo to it. It was like it was talking to you. Oh, Wow. Very so hard to hello to and go, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the poo, Jay. <laughs> yeah, mm, I'm full now. <laughs> now, now, now. Well, because I was going to... It's, it's funny you mentioned the Japanese ones, because my favourite toilets ever are Japanese toilets. Because if you go to Japan, uh, they've got lots of buttons on the toilets, and the buttons do all sorts of different things, uh, like warm the seat. And one of them nearly always makes some sort of, like, music so that it can hide the sounds of you pooping, right? And so it plays different sounds so that other people would just think, well, they're not pooing in there. They've obviously just got a small orchestra and they're having a <laughs> lovely time. Someone's just listening to some music in the bathroom. Yeah, which, I mean, but I like the idea that you might go to a public toilet specifically to listen to some music mm-hmm. rather than have a poo. Does it work uh, the other way around? If you want to go into the bathroom to do something and, you, you know, you don't want anyone else to know that you've got an orchestra in there, could you press a button to make a really loud farting sound? That would be amazing, wouldn't it? So you could just disguise, actually, I'm just going to this toilet to do a poo, and then you go in there and have a read, or, like, do something actually, like, quite relaxing. Like, it just, that would be fantastic. Just have a nap, and then every couple of minutes it makes a poo sound. That would be great. So in the cubicle they could have a bed and no toilet whatsoever. You could just have a sleep, but it making poo. But would you be able to sleep if all you heard were poo noises? 
Is that white noise? Is that brown noise, isn't it? Brown noise, yeah. Well, I, I heard somewhere, and I don't know how true this is, but apparently uh, there is a tribe somewhere in Africa where they do their eating and their pooing the other way around from what we do. So with us, eating is a social thing and we do it together. We all sit at the table and eat together, but pooing is very much a private thing. And apparently, this tribe in Africa, eating is a solitary thing you do on your own. But pooing, everyone at the table at seven all sit around and all poo together. No, that's not true. I mean, it's almost definitely made up, but it's worth a thought, though. But also, I like the fact that the eating thing is solitary, but then, because everyone's seeing how you're pooing, they'd still know what you had for dinner. <laughs> when you said they do it the other way around, I was worried that you were going to say that they eat their food through their bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> that's so disgusting. Um, I was going to ask, because when... Uh, I've used Japanese. What music do they play in the Japanese toilets you've used, Beck? Good music. <laughs> <laughs> Good music. Not... Just La- Lady Kaka. Lady. Oh, oh, no, that's, oh that's terrible. Well, because well, they, they played like violin music, or there was one that was just waves, and some of the different ones I used. But I was wondering what the best. Uh, like, Jay, what do you think the best music for a toilet would be? Well, what surely would be... it would be like a brass band. It would be the the tuba. Because that's the best sound to disguise the noise that you're already making. And what yeah. if you didn't want to disguise it? What if you wanted to just add to the whole feeling of it? Uh, I guess a couple of cymbals and a hi-hat. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Every time you did a really good one, that'd be yes. great. What about you, Beck? What's your perfect toilet music? <laughs> so that was me doing a marching thing. <laughs> uh, my perfect toilet music would be... Uh, some like heavy metal or something, so that I could like yell while I'm pooing. I've heard that there is a type of noise, a brown noise, where if you hear it, if it's loud enough, it can make pooing easier. Sometimes a bit too easy if it's wow. too loud. I heard that's called hip plop. <laughs> um, that's very awesome uh, right well brilliant well there you go uh, Laurel I hope that we've discussed toilets in the correct manner I mean I don't know if it was a question or what I believe it was just toilets so I think we've coved uh, quite a lot that sounds like an awful uh, analogy to use for toilets um, and now it is time for your superbly funny jokes uh, listeners we at Comedy Club for Kids not only like to ask grown up comedians to do jokes for children but we also teach children in our workshops how to be a stand up comedian and get them to tell their jokes to live audiences so for this podcast I would love you to send in your very favourite own made up jokes they have to be ones you've thought of all by yourself and for the very first show we've got some absolutely brilliant ones that have been sent in so the uh, the first joke is from uh, Charlie ageless Charlie and Charlie's joke simply is I am not gluten free I am gluten expensive <laughs> which is uh, an excellent joke uh, and uh, we were going to guess Charlie's joke from his uh, guess his age from his joke so how old do you think Charlie is 32 32 good and you Jay 2 2 ok well I'm reckoning from that if we take the averages he's somewhere in between probably 9 <laughs> good um, great uh, and Jay you've got a joke uh, there from April uh, this one's been sent in by April age 8 she says on what day do bees wash their bottoms I don't know on what day do bees wash their bottoms bee day beautiful that is absolutely I don't brilliant. get it it's not that's not a day is it is it but it's, it's wordplay so a bee day you wash your bottom in mm. but also bee day is the yeah. day but do, do they what, so they do it on, like, a Monday? Get out. Um, <laughs> right. um, do you mean their birthday? Is that what you mean by B-Day? Uh, Beck, you've got our last joke. Laurel, age six, says, what do you get if you cross wheels and metal and glass? I don't know. What do you get if you cross wheels and metal and glass? A car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess you don't yeah. like it. It's, like, it's a fact. Tell it, it yeah. like it is, Laurel. That's good. It's sort of an anti-joke, isn't it? 
I like that. That's good. It's yeah. Not, it's, not it's, an it's, uncle joke. Oh, oh, look at that. All the puns. <laughs> right, thank you for those brilliant jokes. And if you'd like to send in your own brilliant made-up joke, please send that to podcast at Comedy Club 4Kids. That's number 4.co.uk. As you may have noticed, um, I also would love you to send in ways to greet our listeners each week, ways to say goodbye when we end the podcast, and topics or questions that we can discuss so that you can be as very much a part of this show as we are. Um, speaking of which, uh, we have one final very important topic that has been sent in by Freya, who, uh, much like Charlie, is ageless, uh, apparently. Uh, I don't know how you do birthdays it's got to be quite difficult um but the topic is and i hope you don't find this too upsetting guys i'm just going to give you a warning Mm. this is quite an upsetting subject uh just for everyone out there um just to know that this could be quite difficult but i feel that we've got to tackle it it's important that's what podcasts are for so i mean just reading this is quite hard but here we go what if there was no surprise toy in a kinder egg oh yeah well it would be a surprise wouldn't it it would You'd be... be more surprised to not find a toy in a surprise Kinder Egg yeah, than it would be to find one. It's got quite a strange name, shouldn't it? It should be called Kinder Expected. Yes. Because mm. yeah. you know there's supposed to be a toy in there. Yeah. But also because a Kinder is German for child, yeah. so it's a child egg. So does that mean there are adult eggs out there? And are they massive and do they contain bigger things? They do actually do big ones at Easter. Yeah, you can get really big ones. They're very expensive. Full size Kinder My mum's never got me one. With toys that adults might enjoy, like uh, like like cars or houses, or a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we're just going to go enjoy this chainsaw. Well, it's definitely more an adult toy than a child's toy. I, mean, I think I would be more surprised if I opened up a regular egg and there was a surprise in there. Like you know, you're making an omelette and you find a little teeny terrapins toy. That'd be amazing. I, but I'd quite like that if you just cracked open a couple of eggs and inside was a small car and a tiny like mm-hmm. toy penguin. I, I think I'd be really up for that. I mean, would it be better, um, and we should probably go back to the subject of being no mm. surprise in a minute, but first, I, would you like more items in life to come from a giant chocolate egg? Like, Would it be nice if every time you had to pop to the shops, everything you need to buy was contained inside chocolate egg? Would you prefer that or would that yeah, be a Yeah, absolutely. That, that is... Obviously true. What I would also like is for more normal things in life to have uh, toys inside them. So you open up the gas bill, there's a little toy in there. Or you go to the bank and the person at the teller is a tiny toy. (laughs) That would be amazing. But then would you have to... So you open the door to the bank and then there is a toy... Yes. Or would you have to crack through a giant chocolate egg to get into the bank? Oh, yeah. yeah no, you'd have to that. take the bank itself and crack it on the pavement and then the bank opens and out comes Actually, a toy. How do you eat, how do you eat them? Do you have a, a, a method without Kinder advertising eggs. too much? Or uh, let's say any to- other chocolate eggs are available. Mm-hmm. How, how do you eat are them? They? <laughs> <laughs> My method is I like to crack it in half. And then eat half half the egg, mm. and then eat the other half the egg, and then go for the toy. Like that's my yeah. I, I do it because that way to me it feels like it takes longer to eat, and I enjoy yeah. it more. I'm the same. I put the I try and put the half in my mouth that so sits on my tongue, like a like a little tongue hat. That's amazing. Like a tongue shell. Like your tongue yeah. is a turtle. Yeah. And it's got or a, t- a tongue snail, and you've got a, a shell on it. That's incredible. Yeah. I like to put them on the end of my fingers, so it looks like I've got rings, and then eat them off one half at a time. Oh, no, wait, that's hula hoops. What I like to do with my kinder is I like to sort of uh, snap them in front and then find another one and bite the chocolate bit off and put them together so the white bit in the middle is really big. Oh, my God. Oh, no, wait, that's all it is. What I like to do is I like to peel off the uh, the red bit down the middle so that it comes out of the wax. Then, you, Jane, oh, you no, ever had a kinder egg? Turns out I haven't. Oh, wow. Have lots of people just been selling you other things as kinder eggs? Do your local shops say kinder eggs and inside is just a mix of baby bells, perhaps real eggs? 
Well, as you know, it was raised by eggs, so I found the whole thing terribly confusing. Oh, that's really horrible for you, Jay. I'm sorry that we've... This is such a horrible subject. Well, let's let's return to the the subject of the question. If there was no surprise to in a Kindred, now, it could be quite sad. It could be that there's absolutely nothing in there or Mm. perhaps something horrible. But let's think about it. What would be better than a surprise to in a Kindred? I suppose it would still be a surprise something. Maybe if it was like a a little piece of paper with some really good news inside. Oh, like a fortune egg, you mean? That would be nice, wouldn't it? What's the good news? Uh, it says, look behind you. And then you look behind you, and there is a lovely rainbow. Yeah. And under the rainbow is a beautiful horse. And on <laughs> um, on the horse is a teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great thing. That would be amazing. I, I like the uh, the organisation that would be involved. If, you, <laughs> if all you were doing was going and buying a Kinder Egg from the shops, but then wherever you took it to, to then eat it, they had arranged for all that to happen. Quick, bring in the rainbow machine. All right, the horse is Where's the teddy bear? How expensive would it cost to buy one of these eggs? Especially if that has to happen every single time. Every time. You'd run well, out of unicorns really quickly. It has to be a different thing each time. So, so yeah. you've said a nice message. What would you? What do you think would be better inside a Kinder Egg than a, a than a, a surprise toy? Another Kinder Egg. Yeah, and then it just goes forever. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but at some point, you'd reach the tiniest Kinder Eggs. Unless it's a magic Kinder Egg, where yeah, it's the yeah. same size every time. Yes. Oh or bigger gosh. every time. Yeah. That would be quite incredible, actually. I would like that. I'd quite like it if inside the Kindred was a tiny version of yourself. You'd like oh, that? Are you sure? Like alive like, no. or a toy? <laughs> no, like I meant like a little toy. I suppose it'd still be a surprise toy, wouldn't like it? Like a little, little pal to carry around with you. In I your like pocket. it if it'd yeah. be just a tiny version of yourself, as a little, like, hello, Tim. And then mm-hmm. he would just do all the little things that you oh, don't have time that to would do. Be amazing. Sharpen all your pencils. <laughs> yes, like a little pocket assistant. But then, That's does right. this little pocket assistant, is he allowed to then buy a tiny, tiny little yes. Kindred, which has a little helper inside for him, and so on all the way down? Similar to Beck's one, it would go on mm. forever, but there'd be less chocolate involved. Uh, mm. Which actually well, makes me sad, yeah. But but I I would like the chocolate as well. But I think yeah, I think let's get let it go on forever, and everyone gets smaller and smaller personal assistants who are just there to help each other out. That'd be nice. And then you could call it a kinder egg. Aww. that'd be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be lovely. How would you spell it? Oh, that's tricky, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know how people know the difference. Okay, and let's just let's just look at this from a more negative point of view, just for the sake of it. Um, if there wasn't a surprise toy, but there was uh, something, would you prefer nothing or something like awful? Like what? What do you think would be? Uh, what do you think would be worse? Well, the worst thing to get in a Kinder Egg would be. Um, well, come back to me. Come back to me. Go to Jay first. Okay, all right, uh, Jay. If if, um, if there was no surprise toy in a Kinder Egg, what would be the worst thing that could be in there instead? One of the worst things is when you're expecting something sweet and then something savoury comes out. Or I used to love chocolate chip cookies, and I would be absolutely crestfallen if it turns out it was raisins instead of chocolate chips. So probably the worst thing inside a chocolate egg would be a regular egg or sticky mayonnaise. Raisins. Yeah. <laughs> raisins. Yeah, it was like a, a lump of cheese. But I, one like, time, I like cheese. That could work, actually. One time somebody gave me a scone, and uh, I didn't realise it was a cheese scone. And then I tasted for the first time what it's like to eat cheese when you hate cheese. Cheese when you're not expecting it is horrible, it turns out. Does that work for a lot of things? Because I think there's probably quite a lot of food that if you weren't expecting that's what it was, it wouldn't be as nice. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> but, like, if you, if you, for example, had a plate of chips and you're like, oh, I really can't wait to eat these chips, and then it turned out the chips were made of chocolate, I mean, it'd probably be nice it after It would be gooey and disgusting, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It sort of helps if you know what's there, doesn't it? It usually mm. does. Um, for and... life and for eating. <laughs> I think the worst thing to find in a chocolate egg would be Dracula. Whoa! Yeah, just really curled like... up, tiny. And then you go, come out big. 
He's a little bat. He'll be a little bat in there because he transforms into bats, doesn't he? And then he'd be a tiny bat and he'd go and turn into Dracula and then and then drink my blood. That would be terrible. <laughs> be horrible. But what a great plan from Dracula, uh, for Dracula because I think like um, hiding in a castle in Transylvania, he's not going to get that much access to people. Mm. But if he hid in a tiny chocolate egg... Straight away. That's why I'm so scared of this actually happening. That's why I only ever eat Kinder Eggs in the sunlight. Very smart. (laughs) Very smart. I only ever eat Kinder Eggs with garlic for exactly the same reason. Taste it, taste it. Garlic and chocolate. It's so nice. Um, Great. Well, there you go. Uh, Hopefully, Freya, we have answered your question um, of what if there was no surprise to it in a Kinder Egg. Dracula would be in there instead uh, to eat your face. So, uh, (laughs) great. Well, that is all those huge problems and topics solved. And thank you so much. Uh, Thank you, uh, Jay, for coming along. And thank you to Beck uh, for coming along too. We have Comedy Club for Kids shows all over the UK. So please check out comedyclub4kids.co.uk to see when we're coming to a theatre near you. And don't forget to send in suggestions for greetings, goodbyes, topics and your own made-up jokes to podcast at comedyclub4kids.co.uk. And make sure you tell everyone you know about this podcast, except 100-year-olds who are not allowed. How many times do I have to say it? Stop listening and go play with a stick and a hoop. And do subscribe to the show, so make sure that you can get every single episode into your tiny ears. Radio nonsense. There is one last thing to say from April age six. Bye-bye, see ya. I'm just going somewhere, but I don't know where I'm going. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. This week's episode featured Beck Hill, Jay Foreman, and was hosted by Tim and Dean. Thank you to Acast for hosting the show and letting us record at the Acast Studios, to Paddy Jervis for all the music, and to Cal Prendergast for all the design. Radio Nonsense will be back next week. It's the end. Oh, I really enjoyed that. That was a real super bogey of a podcast. Oh. Jay, I can't believe you said it. What a fart baguette you are. Oh, uh, damn it. Don't say fart baguette, you bottom plop. Uh, oh. Oh.